Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, turning to our industry review, Ireland is home to over 30 art galleries, places that are dedicated to highlighting some of the finest works from here in Ireland and from abroad across every medium. It's got various funding models. There's very tough competition in that market. And I'm sure at times it's a very ardent bureaucracy with insurance and everything else that is involved in keeping the doors open. So despite all of those challenges, we have a very thriving market for galleries here in Ireland. And I'm going to speak about them today with three people who know all about it. Firstly, joining me in studio is Dr. Caroline Campbell, who's director of the National Gallery of Ireland. Delighted to be with you here today. Thank you for being with us. Also on the line, I have Mary McCarthy, who's director of the Crawford Art Gallery. Mary, you're very welcome. Very much, Mandy. And last but not least, I have Gerd Gormley, who is director of Gormley's Fine Art. Gerd, you're welcome to Down to Business. Speaking to you today. Now, Mary, I'm going to start off with you and you're going to hate this because this, you know, when someone says, what's your dream job? Like, this is my dream job. I kind of fancy myself going into some lovely place with white walls and lovely art. And there's really nothing to do except do a huge deal before lunchtime and then go out and talk to some artists in the afternoon. But I'm sure you're going to do something to dissuade me. It can't be that easy. (laughs) Well, I suppose, yes, we are very lucky in that we work in, like all of us, myself and Caroline in particular, work in really beautiful buildings. Like we work in amazing historic buildings. In my case in Crawford, three buildings, three centuries, and soon to be four buildings, four centuries. So we do work in amazing contexts, and we do have incredible artworks around us. And one of our primary stakeholders, artists, do create really interesting conversation points. But like you say, um, yes, every job is really challenging. I know a lot of people think uh, that we probably spend our day looking at art and talking to artists. I think myself, uh, we would all wish that that was the case. Like everybody else, we spend a lot of time, I suppose, poring over spreadsheets. Uh, you know, the, the business of running the kind of institutions that we have, which you said in the preface piece, is as much dealing with insurance, stakeholders, budgets, all of the kind of usual business models. But I do take it back like that, that that's balanced by mm. the fact that we are surrounded. You know, there are days when you could be really dispirited by budgets or, you know, uh, challenges, let's say, be they HR, be they anything, actually. And we can stand in front of an artwork and every day that does ground me and it grounds the people who work in the institution and also the people who come in. It, it takes you somewhere else. And I suppose that is, you know, that's the dream part of the job. There's no doubt about that. Well, I'll come back to you a bit about the Crawford, uh, the, the gallery itself in a moment, but I just want to turn to, to Caroline here in studio now. Look, the National Gallery, we're all very familiar with it. Most of us went at some point on a school tour to it. Or and we, hopefully go again as well, well too. Hopefully uh, that's not the only time Absolutely, no, I ha- I'm a regular visitor myself. <laughs> but I suppose what I really wanted to try and get a sense of today from you is like how busy a gallery it is, you know, I mean, um, and how multifunctional it is. Uh, it, it is not just an art appreciation space. It's much, much more than that. Well, a gallery like the National Gallery or the Crawford exists for a public purpose. We've existed since 1854 to be sharing our great art with people, the people of Ireland and people from elsewhere. And last year we had over 788,000 visitors. That makes us one of the top visitor attractions in Ireland and actually one of the top 75 
five most visited art museums anywhere in the world. So what I love about the gallery is the art, as Mary says, those special moments with things together. But really, it's seeing the public reaction, the buzz, the activity that is happening on the space. And that's what's made me always want to work in art museums, because Mm. they are that exciting blend of the contemporary, the historic, the living and the dead all brought together at one moment. They are at their best extraordinary places. And Caroline, when you're talking about the art industry, you, you, you talk about it as a mix of public and private in terms of funding. Totally, totally. It's a blend. I mean, I prefer to use the term art world rather than art industry because, you know, we have publicly supported galleries like the National Gallery in the Crawford, which are also have commercial endeavours too. We have people like Gerard and his family running a great business. Um, you know, it's a whole mix of things. We have private collectors, we have philanthropists and we have people, we're, we're there for everybody. So it doesn't matter what your income is, you can come in for free. And Ireland is remarkable. There is only one other country in the world where art museums of this calibre are found for everybody for free. And that's our neighbours across the Irish Sea. Yeah, and that's something that I think we forget a lot, that it, it's free, um, yeah. as is Mary's got. Um, Gerard, I'm going to bring you in here now because your, your gallery is a completely different uh, type of offering. Gormley's set up in Dublin, of course, in, in 1990. Do you want to just give us a flavour of what your gallery is about and the location here in Dublin and in Belfast? Yes, so we have a gallery on South Frederick Street in Dublin and then one on the Lisbon Road. So we're slightly different in that we are a commercial art gallery. So really, therefore, we depend on sales in order to sort of grow our business and help promote our artist careers. We would represent over probably 30 Irish artists at the minute. Uh, and again, our goal is sort of to promote their careers and really help them make a living in the art world. Yeah, and you you certainly do that. I mean, I know you've been working for years with, with artists like Patrick O'Reilly and Gordon Harris and stuff. So how important it is, is it for you to find an artist and kind of, or you know, dedicate some time with them, give them space? Um, and it can be a long process, I guess. Yeah, look, it's hugely important. Uh, for us, it's all about building relationships and working with those artists. Like from when we take on an artist, it could be years before we see a profit or see a return. Um, but at that stage, we're helping them build their careers, promote them internationally and getting them to an extent where people will buy their work. Um, so that, that, that is a big challenge, but something we relish. And something you do very, very well. Mary, can I come back to you now? I want to learn a little bit more about the Crawford Art Gallery based down in Cork. I know you have a massive redevelopment plan that's uh, underway or just about to, to begin. Can you talk us through what what's going on down there? Yeah, and just before I get to that, I'd just say that, you know, following Jared's comment there, like, and I think Caroline uh, hinted on it, the, the role of both of the commercial galleries are very vital in our world, the National Cultural Institution as well, because they bring artists to our attention and they also create opportunities to buy artists' work to bring them into the collection. I suppose, yeah, Crawford, uh, we're one of the National Cultural Institutions, which is part of the family that the National Galleries in, Emma, National Museum, Concert Hall, Library and others. So we're very lucky to be in that family that gets direct government support. Uh, we're based in Cork. Hope some of your listeners have been right in the city centre, so like five minutes off Patrick Street, off the main street, in a beautiful series of buildings that range from 1724 to 1884 to 2000. So three buildings, three centuries. Uh, we started life as a customs house, so we always have had this kind of trading. It was a, a point of trade in the city in 1724, and then an extraordinary collection of Canova casts came to Cork in 1818 from London, and that became the basis of the collection and what is now the Crawford Art Gallery. 
I suppose like every um, institution, you know, you need ongoing investment and particularly into the fabric of old buildings. So we're fortunate that we're part of the Government uh, 2040 programme and have significant government cross-party support for our major development that we're working with Grafton Architects. And we're very fortunate, I think, in Ireland to have architects of the calibre of Grafton and there are many very fine practices who really are now very considerately looking at the character of Crawford and looking at how do we future-proof it for the next 100 years. Um, we've spent like five years planning this development because we've been looking at like what's the best thing to do on our site, which is a restricted site. And also, you know, within the project, there's a lot of conservation of the three buildings. But it's a very exciting moment for us and we will be appointing the contractor in 2024 and being on site in late 24. Essentially, the development will, you know, conserve the existing buildings, um, bring the building fabric up to a real kind of passive environmental, really high quality standard so that we really meet our climate change action bills. Also create new spaces for storage, much better orientation for the public and public services. Because as Caroline said, um, all of our cultural institutions in Ireland have grown our numbers by about 20% since COVID. So quite frankly, like we're all really packed and that puts a lot of pressure on services like bathrooms, reading spaces, circulation spaces, cafes. Yeah, the practicalities of actually facilitating those Mm -hmm. people is huge. And it's a great challenge and it's one we absolutely enjoy. And we do predict that we're all going to get busier and busier as population is growing and as people have more leisure time. And also people are becoming more connected with enjoying culture. Yeah, and as you're so successful, uh, that's why your your audiences are growing. Caroline, can I bring you back in here? Mary mentioned their future proofing um, Mm. and I'm guessing that's something that's constantly at the top of your mind. You've got to curate a collection that has legacy at its core, but you also have to be modern enough to entice new audiences all the time. How important is global collaborations for you? Global collaboration is massive. Um, The National Gallery of Ireland is a window onto the world and a window of Ireland onto the world too. Um, We have great art from artists like Picasso, Caravaggio, but also Lavery, Orpen and living Irish artists too. Our range is from 1300 to the present day. So we have a lot of international collaborations. At the moment we're working, um, we've been working with the Rijksmuseum this year, we're working with the National Gallery in London, National Gallery of Scotland, National Museums Northern Ireland, the Maritz House um, and a number of American institutions as well. So building those relationships and partnerships is key because that can result in exhibitions, in public engagement projects that might take maybe 10 years to bring to fruition because the work is complicated and important. We've just finished a major collaboration with the Getty in Los Angeles, conserving some very significant um, Italian art that's three hundred years old and some really complicated 20th century French art too. So yes, the international aspect of our work is very important and we all share as institutions, as Mary was saying, within the family of the cultural institutions, but also more widely across the world. Mm. And the exhibitions, like as you say, the lead time into some of those that we see could take like a decade to prepare. Sometimes longer. I'm working on one show, Mandy, it's horrific, which is a legacy of my previous job in London that I think I started having conversations about in 2007. I kid you not. Oh, don't worry. It's happening in London in 2025. <laughs> It'll be worthwhile. It'll all so. be worth it in the end. Jared, <laughs> just can I come back to you? Speaking of collections, and I know you do a lot of these different types of fairs. Um, I recently visited the... Um, 
the 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 collection in the Culloden in, in Belfast, and it is simply jaw dropping. I would highly recommend anybody to go and see it on the grounds there. Can you just give our listeners, because um, I am not going to do it justice, a description of what that actually is and how you come up with an idea like that and how you go about creating it. Really, for us, it's just about creating an experience for our customers and our clients and the wider public. For us, um, the more people that come and see and, and view and enjoy and experience, that's as much a reward sometimes as a sale. So the event that you were talking about was Art and Soul. So that was an event that had probably 250 large outdoor sculptures at its basis. And then the hotel were very kind. They let us take in the inside of the hotel. So there was paintings and sculpture all throughout the hotel. So I think in total we had about 350 uh, pieces of artwork located throughout the grounds of the hotel uh, and the and the, the hotel itself. So look, it was a really stunning event. Um, thousands of people uh, came to it um, and it was allowed us really a platform to sort of spread our collector base and our customer base to people who wouldn't really know about us. Um, it's a great sort of PR event as well. No, and absolutely well well worth a look if, if you haven't seen it. Um, Jared, while I'm, I'm on um, this issue of, of art as a kind of collection piece, interest rates now um, growing, not much money on deposit. Are you seeing more people kind of coming into you looking, who don't know about anything about art, looking at art as an investment? Yeah, look, we are, to be honest. Um, after the sort of last sort of recession, sort of 2008, uh, we very much found that there had been a, a large dip in the, the price of artwork. Um, so we sort of approached it differently. We went and looked at a more international type of thing for investment and things like that. We would do a lot of work with sort of Andy Warhol, Keith Haring, Damien Hurst, sort of household names as an investment for people. And over time, they have proven track record. Um, so that is something that we did look at. Um, we've always felt the need to adapt change to people's tastes just to keep on top of any sort of trends and things like that um, but again the business has been built around Irish artists and promoting Irish artists and that will always be the core but it certainly helps our Irish artists when they're hanging alongside like a, a, the likes of a Peter Monaghan is hanging alongside Nandy Warhol it does his career great things as well. Absolutely yeah. success breeds success as they say Mary just a different aspect of this this whole um, business is the learning programs that you all try to promote as part of, of what you do um, can you just talk us through the importance of that to you as somebody who is working uh, to try and make the best of a gallery like yours? Yeah, I think our, like all of us in the public institutions would have big learn and explore programs, I suppose, in our institutions. And following up on Jared said, it's really important that people get to see art wherever kind of is appropriate to them. Because I saw Jared's um, body and uh, soul down in East Cork as well in Castle Martyr, big outdoor exhibition this summer. And people love getting up close in non-museum environments as well as museum environments to art. I suppose in our institution, we have a very, like in the National Gallery, a very extensive learn and explore program where we work from very young children right up to adults. And we see great legacy in that because when people have access to art from a young age on a regular basis, they become our biggest advocates and audiences. And we've seen generations of, of those go through our gallery now where they become very comfortable as well as being in the gallery, number one, that's important, that they feel comfortable to cross the door. And then secondly, that they feel, they develop kind of a language around it because they're actually practicing it, they're looking at it, they're doing it. And I suppose that's what we all strive 
strive to a lot to kind of normalize the experience that it actually is for everybody on whatever on whatever take you want to take from it. I think we all saw during COVID how people relied a lot on digital. We're all presenting programs on different channels for people to have in their home. And that created a great appetite for ongoing kind of cultural engagement. So it is vital. We think that, you know, and also I suppose I would say there the role of the media, be it newsprint and uh, shows like this and shows, you know, that cover culture are very important for us. And it's something that we're all advocating for more in Ireland, more distribution of debate around culture, of debate around artists. Because back to the investment piece, you know, Irish contemporary artists now are really at a very significant league. They're really gaining a lot of interest internationally. They're excellent. They've benefited from, you know, government funding and private investment over many years. And they're really of a very high caliber. So we're, it's a really good moment for us, I think. Mm. Caroline, uh, as Mary said there, it is all about immersion, isn't it? From an early age, being comfortable with that surrounding. I think Irish people, though, are like, you know, they're, 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 they're open to spaces and, and easy access, as we say. But one of the other issues I wanted to, to look at you with the, the issue of emerging Irish artists, what Irish art is like here now. Do you have any programmes in the National Art Gallery who kind of, uh, where you bring in emerging artists and promote them and sponsor well, them? Well, the National Gallery, Mandy, as I say, we know our range is massive. It's from the Middle Ages to today. But I mean, I like to think the work of the of any century is contemporary as long as it's being looked at. Um, but it is very important for us to be engaging with living artists, to be buying work by living artists and also working with them. So, for instance, this summer, we had a wonderful collaboration about the one of the first professional women artists, Lavinia Fontana. Anna, anywhere in the world. We have a great piece by her in our collection. We worked with younger artists who ran workshops through the summer where they got the opportunity to practice, to, to make art in the gallery space and also work with children and young people. We had over 50, about 15,000 people who came to that programme alone. So it's about these different levels of engagement and I think it's really important that young artists feel there is a possibility, there is a career for them. It's a really hard career to be an artist. It's possibly the hardest of ever you have to have the real passion, but you also have to have the business acumen as well, too. And that's where people like Gormley's come in as well. Um, but no, it's really important for us to be continuing that sense that that our, our, Ireland is a vibrant place for art practice. Irish art is still much less known abroad than it could be. We have a fantastic Lavery exhibition on at the National Gallery of Ireland. I'm really pleased it's travelling to Scotland and to Belfast. But I would love it if shows like that could happen in Paris or New York or places as well, too. Jared, final words to you on this, as, as Caroline mentioned there, it is, it's a business as well at the end of the day. So to loop back to where we started with, it's not just all about, you know, all these lovely things or programs and, you know, fairs. There is, it's a hard slog getting into a business like this, I'd say. It is, um, but look, we've been in business over 32 years. Um, we've seen ups and downs, um, but we have a real passion for what we do. So I think that's what sort of drives us forward and seeing the progression of our artists' careers, the reward in that. Um, it, it's a really a joyful experience. Well, I have to say, I very much enjoyed our chat today. I think you can tell I could probably talk to you for another hour, but the time is upon us now. So my thanks to Mary McCarthy, who's director of the Crawford Art Gallery. My thanks also to Jared Gormley, director of Gormley's Fine Art. And here in studio, my thanks to Dr. Caroline Campbell, who's director of the National Gallery of Ireland. Thank you. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.